Well, hello there. Hello. Hi. I'm uh, Alex. <laughs> I'm Dan. Alex and Dan for you. This is the Alex and Dan podcast. No, 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 no. All right, so what's it going to be called? So we, Dan actually came, I'm going to give you all the credit, came up with just right now. Now we should probably make it, things seem like, it's been, we, over the last two <laughs> years we've been thinking about a podcast name. Yeah, we have lots of groups, think tanks come up with the name, we've got like a whole team, paid them thousands of pounds for a branding image. What do we come up with? Cloutless Atlas. Boom! That's right, that's the beginning of a new podcast, it's going to come your way every, how often are we going to do it? Probably uh, every few hours, we'll probably be doing one. That's highly ambitious, possible, and but possibly not. What's this one about? So this one, um, we tried to make it, a, we tried to not make it about someone. He who cannot be mentioned. He who shall, shall not be mentioned, uh, although he will be mentioned a lot. <laughs> so what was it supposed to be about? Um... Jeez, that's a tough one. It was about, I, well, I was leading you into it. Like We already discussed what it was going to be about, right? Which is about internet, um, podcast phenomenon and, and politics and how that's... And, and language, mainly. Yeah, Basically, the, what this all is, is we're looking for a new language. So, so yeah. Anyway, hope you enjoy uh, as, as much as you can. You know, we are cloutless, so don't take us too seriously either. <laughs> So you've got you've got a plan. So I was got thinking that you take the lead, but in a way, I'm I'm saying you take the lead. So I'm sort of leading. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's sort of this colonization yeah. going on that I don't even. I'll let like. you take the lead. Okay. Um, so I I basically was reading this morning, and uh, I I had to start writing down because I thought we should try and um, aim for having some coherence. As I was saying, so I wrote on this like receipt, Sainsbury's receipt, and um, I guess like <laughs> I guess what it comes to um, is wanting to talk about uh, different internet sensations. You know, different. You know, obviously the Jordan Peterson, the Russell Brands, the Joe Rogans. What would you? That's interesting. Well, how would you even define that? That's a good, like good start. Like by how when I said internet, well, sensa- yeah, because yeah, I mean internet sensations yeah. could be anything from what's that baby that right you know that was all, had went to the dentist and then well that too drugs. I mean as well. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> start with him. No, yeah, but it's it's something about YouTube and podcasts, right? And it's politics to some degree. Not Jordan Peterson, of course, because he's oh, not political. He's, he's never definitely not political. <laughs> But the other, but yeah, uh, there's some kind of. I mean, there's the what? What are they calling him in, in the US? The the dark. Is that what? Is that yeah? The dark that? web. No, the, no, the intellectual dark web. The intellectual no? dark that, web. That, yeah, okay. yeah. Not. Just, I always yeah. assume that's them, but I, 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 I never. But, it, but it, that's yeah. not. Uh, that's not the whole story, is it? That's mm. a certain group of. And again, I don't want to st- immediately label them. I mean, extreme right wing. Um, Intellectuals. Is that? No, no. Wow. I mean, but they're they're they're. No, because Joe Rogan would 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 does he feature in that? I mean, I guess that's he does. You probably know a bit more about it. But, but but there is like a it is it is got a, has got a sort of political wow. edge to it, which is um, well, I think I mean it's sort of to the right. To me, in my opinion, they all seem to be. Like, but like is Rogan but then there's the, well, there's the Weinstein guy who's supposed to not be. But, I don't know. But would Brand? Someone the Brand wouldn't even be involved in that. So who? Like what? Okay. So then, how would you? What, how do they actually uh, define this 
these into the show. Well, I think there was um, there was just an article in the New York Times okay. that, that listed that sort of interviewed all of them and, and took photographs of them. Okay. In in a very staged photographs, and yeah. they all they all, all separately because they don't they all live around the country. And, I mean, I think they have got together in various yeah. on each other's podcasts. Mm-hmm. In a way, that's kind of interesting in itself, particularly in the Joe Rogan world, is that that a lot of these people that he has on are his friends or have become his mm. friends, like Jordan Peterson. And it's sort of, in some ways, like you're sitting in on them, going around to each other's houses, um, having tea and, and having a chat. And I think that's what's great about it, to some extent. Um, I think that's how it's sold, because I, I don't think you have to... Uh, agree politically to be friends so i think yeah. joe rogan in that sense uh can be uh uh really good friends you know that guy the flat earther that sometimes comes on <laughs> like they could be really good pals but man oh man do they disagree and yeah. like for, for good reasons but so i don't the whole like they they you know sam harris versus like maybe um christian theologian could be really good friends but that you just you just disagree. So this whole intellectual dark web is like, we'll forget all the like left leaning um, people in this intellectual web sphere, and we'll just clump these guys into an intellectual dark web. And there's no there's no like it it, it gives it sort of this idea that because um, if you say someone like Russell Brand or Rogan isn't part of the intellectual dark web, well, Rogan then is. So then it. Can it be clumped as like a rightist? No, I mean, that's. I'm putting my spin on it to some degree. Uh, They wouldn't claim that, and some of them clearly aren't. They're not, and they're not all politically aligned, but Mm. they 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 share certain. I think one of the things is is this sort of emphasis on liberal values and free speech, um, and 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 in the way that that's somehow not um, something you can't align with if you're involved with identity politics to some degree and I think brand rises totally above that but the intellectual dark web and and Jordan Peterson is interesting in this way um, is consumed by this even as much as he hates identity politics he gets he gets right in there and, oh yes and, yeah. completely sucked in yeah which I think is his undoing right in a lot yeah of ways. but then is it or is that his is that his game modus operandi you know yeah so that's that's, that's the thing we we you know we um we've had our uh, trials and tribulations with <laughs> Russell with not Russell with Jordan Peterson and it's you know on a, on a personal level like we used to fight you know because it, in an, and I mean, you know physically fight off, offline and fight Jordan Peterson would yeah. say you know because men they get to a point where a debate ends and you have to physically fight you have you to can't just, do that with a woman yeah and it's it's, it's it's a game of muscles really isn't it. <laughs> But um, now we've come to hear each other's out, and I I think we've we've been um, sort of meeting on a lot of common ground now. Yeah. Just about about Jordan Peterson specifically, and because um, what I what I feel with Jordan Peterson is that I I, I hear echoes of like I was saying earlier, um, I hear echoes of um, of what he says all over the place, whether it's like savants or like thinkers from the 19th century or or whatever um i hear like um what he says in a lot of things but uh his language is just so aggressive that's what i realized now first i was really enamored by him and then now i i uh, you know just his demeanor first of all 
and obviously it shouldn't be a personal attack on him, but there's just something about the language that that fuels this kind of like uh, sort of oppositional sort of internet mainly sort of yeah, but you don't get Jordan Peterson. Yeah, but like Jordan Peterson is just a fascist, and it's like <laughs> no, but you're like you know you're, yeah, and and like actually his language more than what he says because I I do agree with what he says, but I just think. Um, his language makes for like just more opposition. Like, yeah, it's, it's there's no, it's not coated in any anything that, as you say, rises above what's always been going. I on. really want to get into that, and I want, I want, I want to ask you if you think that's deliberate. But I just before we get properly into the piece, it's almost like we can't. Um, we yeah. want to like maybe have a podcast and have a structure, but it's like, no, let's just talk about Jordan Peterson straight away. But I want, I just wanted to. I thought it was interesting to think about what. What is it that links all these things? Because this is something that I guess, just to go back, we both got into, um, you know, as YouTube has sort of evolved and, and gone in various directions, one of the directions it's gone in is this, and it's very popular with mm-hmm. these long form interviews mm. and podcasts and lectures, right? Mm. And we both, and, and most people I know have got into this to some degree and are following various people. And, and Jordan Peterson's obvious example, Russell Brand is an early example. Um, and then you've got even sort of people that have been around for a long time not writing books that have sort of moved over, like Sam Harris or um, Stephen Pinker to some degree mm. is getting... I wouldn't be surprised if he's got his own channel now. Owen Jones, you know, it's... The, and and they're all... And some, for the most part, it's these long-form podcast-type mm. interviews, but it's also lectures and, and making short videos or interviews like Owen Jones does. But it's, it's a kind of open forum public debate, I think, is what's interesting. Sure. And uh, uh, it's something that's that's changing every day, every week. The conversation evolves, and everybody's sort of following it to some degree and sending each other videos. And one reason I don't I think it's popular is just because we're living in a really political time. I mean, I was speaking. Mm. To, I mean, from personally, you know, I've I I wasn't that political when I was younger, but I've spoken to people you know a lot older that have been through this before and saying that. You know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, um, people just weren't that interested because there just didn't seem to be uh, any other way of doing politics, and didn't seem to be anything overtly wrong with how politics was going. Even mm. if you thought, okay, you know, America imperialism, uh, Labour, Tony Blair in the UK, Iraq War, but uh, was starting up. It wasn't looking good, mm. but people were couldn't see any other solution and also were hoping that that things would would come around right and now we're seeing this kind of since the um financial crash this kind of just dismantling of what of our beliefs mm. in in our own structures and everybody's sort of getting involved in politics to some degree right and then i guess this is a reflection mm. of that but what anyway what would you call what's going on well, what would you call well, linking those first i want to name first of all, <laughs> i want to we'll, name it well, uh, we're actually uh, talking about these these kind of people that have sort of come out of like this uh, you could call it liberalization of discussion and, and discourse is um, so Charles Charles Eisenstein he was on a Russell Brook yeah, yeah, podcast I to that. which I really really think as you get in the term you say rise above I think is perfect um, I think he really rises above the sort of um, the left right sort of the, just the oppositional um, uh, nature of a lot of these discussions, good though they are, but um, I think what you what what in my in my what he says is he says this the old story that's crumbling, and it really kind of 
sort of I think um, what it is, and it, Russell Brand talks about this on this the, the latest one with um, Brad Evans and uh, another Henry some Giroux I think. Yeah. Just yeah, about it how it's the you know maybe they didn't have a language you know you say like that was interesting. You yeah. say like yeah like um, they weren't so political but a well you know it was better than being in the war so as you say like politics is fine and it was still growth growth mm. was like we're in the swing of growth so why is there anything um to really complain about and now it's like the first sort of generations coming out where the, the sort of as they say the children aren't aren't going to do like materially speaking aren't going to do better than the parents and that's when especially a lot of young people are maybe thinking like and, and obviously the economy crash and the fact that we're in like a dead end sort of materialistically and and, and um and there's a there's a huge uh, gap between like uh what you what you have and your your feeling of sort of being happy you know there's just a growing gap and and um i think what it is 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 uh that we don't um we don't sort of like you know, it's not academics on these on these no, you know, podcasts. For the most They're part. not intellectuals. R- Russell Brand isn't an academic. He's not an intellectual. Rogan isn't an academic. I mean, I mean, you could say Peterson is, but you know, he doesn't. He's. It's not really him that has a podcast. He kind of goes on a lot of. I mean, he does interview people. But my main thing is that, like, I think there's an elitism that you know got Trump in power that gets people like Modi in 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 power. There's an elitism that people despise, and that is a lot coated with the liberal le- left academics but now like you know that you have russell brand who's just comes from pretty much nothing speaks for you know a lot of disenfranchised people whether it's drug addicts or just people that are like just feel trodden or not even that just people that want to have an impact but don't know how you don't have to be an intellectual to like uh, think about politics differently now like it's you know it's actually Russell Brand that brings intellectuals onto his podcast, but like really the appeal is Russell Brand. Mm. I think the appeal is like not being um, so. Uh, there's, there's there's basically liberalization of that's what I mean the discourse, which is just it's not in a sphere of intellectuals and academics. Um, they're they're becoming sort of they're finding I think that they're becoming irrelevant, publishing their PhDs and all these things. Actually, people don't read that. Massive yeah. people don't read that. What people have read in history are pamphlets, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's what's the really positive side um, of, like, not having just, yeah, academics sort of leading the discourse. It's, 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 it's public figures, you know. Well, there's a, there's a really good video that just come out about, um, well, there's this big meeting of, well, Zizek, right, and Peterson. And that's a good stuff because Zizek goes way back uh to being a, a public intellectual who was flirting with this even before youtube began uh he had things on tv like the pervert's guide to cinema and things like this and and youtube is, is an excellent form for him and one of the first sort of long lectures i, I watched was people filmed zizek's lectures mm. Uh, when he used to tour universities and this was sort of t- 10 years ago maybe maybe not quite that but that was the first thing on youtube where i watched like a long lecture of someone because i was interested in him uh and and people start putting that up before other people got around to it before people realized that this 
well on YouTube you can just you've got no bandwidth limitations you can mm. just put anything up you know four hour lectures um, and that was really interesting to see that to see such such an interesting speaker talking about uh, using his academic knowledge to talk about what's happening in the world today mm. you know and, and, and addressing those issues uh, but anyway they're talking about Zizek versus Peterson right and this big mm. sort of thing that's coming up and that I think sort of in a way is is a symbolizes that what this whatever we're talking about is this sort of heavyweight mm. it's this weird world of this heavyweight boxing match mm. between these two uh we've seen them fight you know other contenders mm. but these are like this is for the title you know mm. and it's like what is that and it's an mm. odd world that that's sort of been created on youtube but someone made a video about that saying that they thought it was going to be terrible mm. and they gave a lot of reasons for uh because debate in general is pretty awful uh, the way that debates uh, take place uh, are usually um, not really... And they were talking more about political debates when you have, you know, the um, the elections and how it's about point scoring and coming across mm. um, uh, confident, uh, not really... It doesn't have to be about facts as long mm. as the facts are hard to challenge in the yeah. moment and that kind of thing. Mm. And, and we all kind of know that and, and that's why we find it so frustrating. So it's just more competition. Yeah. It's, it's more of the old story. Yeah. Uh, but... What I think, as you were picking up with Brand uh, and Rogan to some degree, is the way that they do interviews, mm. uh, just pos- mostly probably because of how they are as people, mm. uh, is just beautiful to watch mm. and listen to. And, it, and it, because it's, they're, they're genuinely curious about what the other person has to say, whatever it is. Mm. And some people say, well, you know, particularly with Rogan, he gets some quite controversial people on and he doesn't... Um, what's the word he doesn't come back at them when they when they say some quite outrageous things he doesn't challenge them doesn't challenge them yeah and people get um and i think yeah you obviously there's always a fine line Mm -hmm. but overall that's what's good about rogan and that's what's so awful about when you watch channel 4 news Mm. or any of these things and they get someone like jordan peterson on and they get jordan peterson on and they don't really they have like a an idea of of where he's coming from and they tack that idea And they're just trying to humiliate and destroy Absolutely. him as a person, his ideas, and they're not really interested mm. in what he has to say. And it's the same with when he speaks to politicians. And we watch this, and it's and they're about five minutes long, mm. and they're sort of desperate attempts to sort of bit, uh, win this five-minute little battle. Yeah, and you think, well, oh, it's but, awful. But I'd say that's like what you were getting on um, at first, which is it's not just traditional media that is like continuing to try to warp the, the to sort of like have an oppositional discussion. It's as you say, it's, it's these like Sam Harris versus Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Like when I watch those, um, like obviously there's like a lot of interesting stuff in that to like unpack. But I think again, back to Charles Eisenstein um, and like someone like Russell Brand, which I, um, I, I'm kind of like very much drawn to is, is obviously what they say but like how it's coded, like what's the sort of um, language again? Um, and it's sort of, it is exactly like a boxing match because it's it's got two camps, you know, very dedicated followers. And so there's no um, willingness to to just approach it with the, f- the idea that you might be wrong. You mm. know? It's like Jordan Peterson is like my guy. And Slavo Zizek is my guy, and 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 um, it doesn't really become. I mean, again, it's good. I think it's generally in the grand scheme of thing, it's good. 
but like uh, I've been completely drawn out of, of what I used to be very into like Jordan Peterson and, and, and Sam Harris's and, and like again these are two names but there's there's a bunch that um, not just them where it is like it's just the old story it's oppositional it's competition based and um, whereas someone like Russell Brand is like is aware that there's no you know the d- duality of that sort doesn't actually get us anywhere. The left-right debate, um, I mean, Charles Eisenstein, which we could maybe do, you know, talk at length about another time, but he's very much in my mind at the moment. Oh, Charles. <laughs> uh, but um, but it is, it's just that, as you get, the, the term rise above, like, he realizes that we need to rise above. Um, ultimately, the kind of oppositional story it just leads to like a repetition of history. Well, that's that's interesting. Uh, it was good because it brings us full circle to when we were talking about Jordan Peterson at the beginning, which and you were saying that he, yeah, he's he is very oppositional. And he's very aggressive in the way that he conducts himself and and his conversation. And I was going to ask you, and I will now ask you, <gasps> if you think that is deliberate, because there is obviously on YouTube, as you say. Jordan Peterson destroys oh feminist or Jordan, you know, whatever. Which isn't his doing. No, of course it is. You mean how he's how he's right? Yeah. And so, like that is just a byproduct, uh, unfortunately, of of the YouTube world and, oh. the, and the clickbait and the sort of uh, comments bar fighting and the camps, as you say. People, uh, but Jordan Peterson is very um, uh, aggressive and confrontational in in, in his in his manner. And also gets very quickly irritated and mm. angered that people uh, don't understand or misunderstand, even though it's lots of people. So mm. I, you know, and I, and he's, and some of the stuff he says is very complicated and nuanced. Mm. And he's but very, so, yeah, very. He's very, very careful very, with his words. Very, very careful. Very, very careful with his words, yeah. right? And yet, um, and then to to expect people to. Uh, to immediately understand that, firstly, mm-hmm. yeah, it seems a little bit strange when you consider that he's a teacher and an academic. And then secondly, also um, the fact that he is aggressive and then uh, to expect other people then not to to, to be um, annoyed at him coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he sort of expects... Uh, like the way that I've seen him, and I don't want to get into this because I think you know some of the interviews with these fem, these feminists, so this will bring out a feminist to uh, to have an interview with Jordan <laughs> It's just really odd, and often they they don't know his work, and and the interviews are terrible. And Jordan Peterson, quite rightly, is annoyed to some degree, right? But the 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 problem is that he um, he shouldn't he 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 should know what to expect by yeah, now yeah, yeah. and he sees sort of this mock irritation and and an affront yeah. that that again he's being questioned on this yeah. that's what always happens well, well that, that's 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 you know I was thinking about this morning is like okay on one end why the bloody hell does he do these interviews right exactly but then on the other end it's like you know we always talk about we have to engage people yeah. that you don't agree with so I think it's good actually that he does these interviews. Though, do I wish it wasn't some like weird, like uh, secret agent from an ultra feminist group that they send out to do a GQ interview? Um, yeah, we, uh, it just it just spoils the whole thing, and it's and it's playing the traditional media game, um, which is like where we need to move away from. But um, like Jordan Peterson, uh, you know, I don't want to get into I don't, I 
don't want to get into personal attacks, but like, <laughs> you know, so so it, it should never be about uh, he's at fault really um, for using the language that he does, you know, in the sense that I lived in Canada for a while. There's like a lot of like, uh, and maybe this will seem like uh, a bit abstract because, you know, it's not really hardcore evidence back <laughs> stuff but like living in Canada and there's, no. this, there's a sort of boyishness about Peterson the the kind of like insults that he throws around they're like borderline funny and but but mainly um, again oppositional and like um, like I can't really think of any can you think of any like his insults of, are kind yeah, of goofy yeah exactly uh, I mean they're kind of like this This is sort of like outback Canadian kind of goofiness I think like, you said buffoon earlier I don't know buffoon, if he's like, ever said that like, but it, I wouldn't be surprised if he came out know, with that it's like a uh, date really outdated yeah but, but within a serious debate quite um, unreasonable and uh, rather inappropriate yeah inappropriate yeah, <laughs> yeah and but no but it just, it just again it reinforces the the, the, op- the language it's just the language he's using um, of putting, you know, when you when you have an argument with someone, and and I'm guilty of doing it sometimes, but you just feel like putting them down because you just totally don't agree with them. But ultimately, um, he's not respecting another perspective when mm-hmm. he does that. Like he's treating a different perspective as not worthy, and instead of like that, just is is never going to solve anything. So with Jordan Peterson, he's like stuck in this. Okay, I got to play this game of like I got to fight. I gotta fight for like what's right, and like anyone who kind of like doesn't see it, and he might be, I think, right in a lot of respects, but it's not about being right actually. It's about again rising above it, and he he he. he I just feel like more and more he just fails to rise above it, everything because he 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 just um he just casually uh, sweeps like someone's whole world off its feet and saying you're you know. Like and uh, there's a bit of an arrogance about that, mm. and I just it's not it's it, it leads to a lot of you know then these like Jordan Peterson destroys and it's like it's very much about um, you know and there's something you can you, you know you 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 always mention which I completely agree with this sort of like uh, you got to be strong mm. got to be you got to be strong like weak there's no place for the weak I mean that's when it really gets. A bit awkward, and 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 Pankaj Mishra, he's this Indian, uh, like writer, and 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 he he had like this kind of pretty controversial title, which was his own clickbait thing, calling him like mystical fascist. Mm. And but what he does talk about is is the language again. It's like it's coated in in um, in sort of what what fascist leaders have kind of always. Um, utilize, which is a, a, a kind of message of strength and, and, and manliness. Mm. And so even though if I don't agree the fact that like his intentions are such, it doesn't really become about his intentions anymore because he's a public figure and it's, it's again, it's just all language based. He's just, for me, he, he's too aggressive and he's not, he's not compassionate and that's a kind of the C word now that it's sort of become discredited the word compassionate but you know isn't that all we really need anymore is no, no more of like trying to trash the other yeah and I think if you're looking to genuinely solve problems um, 
the, yeah, the, and I was, that's why I asked you, is it deliberate? Because right. it's obviously... I didn't answer your question. Yeah. Right. Well, it's going to be yeah. a theme in this podcast, is I'm, I'm not going to answer But uh, well, I never actually ask you, I say I will ask you. Yeah. In a moment, like, I'm going to ask moment, you I'm this. In a moment, I'm about to. But, um, Beware. <laughs> but I haven't asked you yet. And uh, What I was going to say, though, is, uh, before I ask you that question, is that, yeah, so online he has this audience, right? Uh, well, yeah, it's a vast audience, um, but but there is there is an obviously very vocal audience, and obviously quite large to some degree. I don't know how much of it, but uh, of people that that are to some degree like that fact about him, and like the fact that it's about to some degree they it's not what he's doing, but they take what he's doing and they make it into a sort of humiliation mm. of of because um, it's it's humiliation of the idea of feminism, mm. but then is it not just a humiliation of women? Mm. And and that's and it's mm. not him. Of course, that's not him. But he allows that yeah, narrative absolutely. to be played absolutely. because he is not as careful <laughs> with his words mm. as, as, he he, thinks yeah, he as he thinks he is. Don't, I mean, that's that's the biggest mm. controversy of all, isn't it? Um, <laughs> he says he's very, very, very well, careful. Well, uh, it just just came into my mind. But so you take Modi, who's the prime minister of India, and um. You know, since he's come into power, there's a lot of caste-based violence. So um, it's sort of not his doing. Obviously, he's not going out. But in not denouncing that caste-based violence, which has risen, because he sort of um, gives it space to 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 grow. And so when there's a a, a kind of untouchable or or lower caste, especially untouchable caste that you know who's supposed to sweep away all the dead carcasses and if they but they but the cows are holy so if they touch them they also get they're also in the wrong so there's been a lot of lynching and stuff and he doesn't denounce it so the same with jordan peterson like he obviously doesn't edit those videos and creates those titles no. but in not denouncing it it's it's so bloody odd mm. because um, he's just allowing it to grow. It's a fertile ground when he doesn't dissociate, disassociate himself with it. So the more he, you know, it's it's just I, 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 I that's really boggles my mind. And that's when I get onto, I start to agree with, I said it, I start to agree <laughs> with your point of view, which is that is it potentially his intention mm -hmm. or his intention? Because if it was, if it wasn't his intention, he could easily put this down. Mm. Uh, not that sounds tyrannical, but he, he, could, he could put the whole like. He uh, could focus on that. He likes to look at uh, politically. Likes to look at the, the problems, the left and the right, mm. and and he always tries to balance those or, or make. But, but his focus is on the left uh. Uh, for the most part, and 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 what he says about it, I think you know, is is pretty interesting and insightful, and it, they are big problems about identity politics. But on the right, he sort of dismisses that there are that many problems, mm. and and I think and it's like with it's a lot of criticism with Trump is that he doesn't denounce this mm -hmm. kind of violence, this kind of racism. Uh, and I think denouncing is one thing and it's an important element for sure. But, but it's also focusing on even seeing that as a problem. And, and Jordan Peterson, I think will occasionally say, well, these people, you know, of course I don't believe um, in, in right wing identity politics and that kind of thing, but he doesn't make that a focus. He doesn't um, dissect that in the mm -hmm. way that he does the mm -hmm. left. He allows mm. he, he he allows that to people for, who are who have those beliefs to easily follow everything that he's mm. doing because he's he's constantly attacking the left. But I think in, the flip side of that is interesting because all the criticism with Trump uh, from the left uh, or the supposed you know democratic 
you know, liberal, liberal left yeah. media, mm. mainstream media, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, is is that he needs to denounce all this kind of stuff. The problem with that is that that's, that's the kind of uh, sort of bottom level mainstream politician is you, you, you just denounce it and mm. don't do anything about it. Mm. It's like just, and that's the playing the identity politics. You say that you say the right words, you use mm. the, the correct terms, mm-hmm. and then you're and then you're free to 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 just let everything rot mm. and fester. Mm. And it's you know, and that's the Obama, um, Trump thing. We can criticize Trump because he doesn't denounce it. He stokes mm. up racism stuff. Mm. Obama's a saint because he speaks very nicely, and it, and that's just the, that's the kind of and and I think that's the same with Peterson to some degree. If he denounced it, that would be interesting. But um, that's easy to do, and it wouldn't really change anything because uh, he he still focus his his focus is on identity politics and the problems with that, which is interesting, but at the expense of ever really having a debate about what's the problem with Absolutely. the right. Absolutely. Well, not even the problem with the right. I think it's the problem with an apolitical set of politicians. Mm, you know. Yeah. That, that absolutely all, all the politics has, has, has uh, been uh, just carefully weaned out of them with nice paychecks or nice you know promises for future and the thing for me is okay denouncing is one thing but it is it is important because it first it stops this oppositional force from oppositional culture from growing but um I, I, I think that's that's what I'm most disillusioned with Peterson which I should say I wasn't so disillusioned before it was it was kind of a revelation. But well, when was this? I think it's even before we last talked. It seems. To oh be man, it's just been forward. over the last couple. Of, no, I'm not gonna say couple of years, but like it's been over a year where, and especially the last six months where. You know everything he's saying in terms of like, um, the the kind of. Uh, sort of Nietzschean claim that. West is going to die because of religion's been killed, and we need to kind of bring back uh, sort of um, personal enlightenment, independent enlightenment. That was like what really got me, and that was kind of I think a lot of his original um, sort of uh, discourse was about that before even kind of. But then now he's in the limelight of this like very very treacherous minefield um, playing field of like. Uh, political correctness, identity politics. He's he's completely in that now, mm. and for me, he's lost track of of um, of what you're saying originally. But more importantly, it's laid bare and shown away his true colors to me anyway. That he's like what Russell Brand says in the last part in one of his podcasts, which is that um, he goes, and well, you know, like I talk a lot. I, I talked a lot of these. Uh, these intellectuals and these public figures and they all just kind of all seem to say the same which is just leave stuff as it fucking mm, is yeah. Yeah, yeah and 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 that's to me is the kind of status quo agent is 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 jordan peterson which is that let's look at the extremes and especially the left extreme we know what the right extreme is um but really he doesn't denounce uh he, he's just a status quo man mm. and he doesn't denounce uh, like to him Everything we've accomplished is 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 um, obviously the the West has accomplished the best thing that 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 can be, and uh, you know we got to be thankful for that. That's a classic example of of uh, status quoism and isms. Talking about isms, but for me, like he's so Euro American, uh, North American centric, 
the intellectual dark web, the status quoism people. That's, the that's, that's, that's the political way. link, I would say. So, so these state, you know, and, and for me, Jordan Peterson has this claim of like sweeping kind of societal shift and stuff, but you can't take a global view of like um, of of of, of uh, colonization and economics. You know, he for him. Um, by not ever addressing that and only saying, you know, like what we have here is, uh, is really the best thing we have so far when really, um, we, the West has always been to me promoting a culture of, of, um, what I now realize is something closer to adolescent boyishness, Mm. which is fast gadgets and, and morals are just fast and loose. And that's what an adolescent's like, an adolescent boy. And, um, and for him not to comprehend well, not even maybe he does comprehend his own way, not to address the the near the kind of liberal va- economic values of colonization that still goes on. Yeah. Just just his unworldly view, is 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 is, is where nothing gets solved actually. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, as you say, he doesn't even really address that. Um, but but everything that he says, it, it, what's implicit in it is those conservative values, mm. and he's politically conservative, which you know I'm not. I mean I disagree with that. But but um, that's his position, and uh, and he makes a very good argument for it. You have to say. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is he doesn't overtly say that he's conservative, and he doesn't. He says he's not political, and I think that's disingenuous, and that goes against his idea of always telling the truth. And and I think it sort of breaks down then. But that's you know uh, my. Uh, it's hard to read him, and I and that's just what I get glimpses of that sometimes, and then other times I come back, mm-hmm. and I think. Actually, maybe I'm reading. I'm reading something into it that's not there. So I think it is confusing. Um, but you know, take Sam Harris for example. He's overtly political and talks about American foreign, foreign policy, and he has no uh, criticism I mean, at all. And it's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, but again, it's just pure. You know, pure as we kind of say now. We could say uh, status quo ist, um, and it's kind of like uh, it, it. It just get. It just. It just perpetuates this old story we have that's what status quo is yeah it's a perpetuation of an old story that we all know is crumbling but people don't even realize that they just kind of and he's good and he's very good in certain ways talking about um like just just kind of trying to liberalize your your, your thinking you know liberalize is almost a, a, a dangerous word now but um and they there's a lot of positives we have to say you know we should say from people like sam harris and like it just creates a, but in they're not discussing the because they, they 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 kind of address a lot of symptomatic problems. They don't look at the causes yeah. of things, and yeah. that's that's to me the symptomatic problems is a left right divide. That's that's to me is symptomatic of. I mean, even you, know, you say it's conservative, but I would I would I would ask you, what do you even think? What do you even mean by conservative? I mean conservative because, with a small c. I don't mean. Tories, obviously. I mean, like, uh, uh, I mean, status quo, not not wanting, um, right, right, right. not wanting progressive change. Right. Or, you know, progressive again mm. is uh, a word that's been adopted by various parties with various agendas. But, but yeah, not not. It's it's kind of this project fear of, um, you know, well, well, are you are you sure you want to to really fundamentally change society because that's that could be really dangerous, and of course it could be. Yeah. Uh, but but in some way, but increasingly we're seeing like what's happening, um, particularly in the West, in terms of 
political the functionality of, of politics um the you know the, uh, the political parties and and just the the, the machine of politics is not working mm. and the problems are are not being solved and are getting worse and when we talk about climate change and whether and jordan peterson's got his issues with climate change but i mean there's other things like just the plastic issue mm. which isn't really climate change but it's another thing that just seems unsolvable mm. uh, in terms of the way that people are thinking about the world but also just the way the political machine works um and you and and then to sort of think well how about we come up with uh, these sort of radical solutions and the argument the sort of conservative argument is well that's dangerous mm. you know that could lead to um it could lead to conflict mm. possibly war so don't let's not do anything mm. sort of is the underlying you know um mm. idea or the markets will, will solve it or something yeah and like um it's like the whole don't try and change anything uh, while you're young, you know, just, you know, kind of let the, el like, learn from the elders, uh, and, uh, first, you know, you just need to fix your, kind of change your, change your bed, whatever, what I, what I make yeah, your bed, but, you're, but like, you can't... always going to be untidy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Like, when, when, but... that's, I mean, I think that's a silly argument, because he's, he says, well, you know, you know, sort out your own house, clean your room, that's your life, that's, that's mm. a life's work. But, but that but that but that's where I do I do I I get what he says like you know because it's been kind of made into this uh, uh, catchphrase or jingle whatever the hell clean your bed but like come on like we know, everyone knows what the hell he's talking yeah, about to he, some extent it's not you know, like for me it's just like if you can't if you can't like um, if if you can't just uh, you know like if you take a shit and you leave a shit stain on your toilet clean it up. Like I'm, I, 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 I was uh, living with a fella was who would just no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. But they would, uh, they would just be shit. I mean, uh, sorry, this is really kind of, uh, this is just really not the most charming thing to bring up. But, but just leaving shit stains on the toilet, and, it's and then like, you go and try and, and solve. And then yeah, uh, then the you go, then you gonna, like you know like um, there's a there's a there's, there's, there's a problem with like sort of our political systems. No, like <laughs> first before you get clean the shit off your toilet, right. And like, do you like do you dishes after breakfast? Yeah. After breakfast, I mean, again, it's just like, but or or just um, or or you know, open the door for someone. Like, for me, no, it's you like, can't do that. No, but like, because that's, for another man, that's a if you're a man, a man no, for another gay. man. <laughs> if you're a woman, do it for a man. If you're a man, do it for a woman. If you're a man, do it for no, a man. No, that's radical identity politics. That's gonna what lead I, what to I break mean down is a that, like, what I, what I mean is, it's so. It's like, why has this become such a big thing? Like. He's, he's just saying, and like for me, I see it everywhere, is like, just kind of, uh, you know, it's all eyes on the prize of of, of solving the world now. Okay, today. yeah, no, and I... And it's yeah. actually solving the world is you smiling at a homeless person. Mm. Instead of, if you're just like rushing to like your meeting to kind of okay, change so the, yeah. the plastic issue, but you didn't smile at that homeless person. Yeah. Right? For, and, and that's kind of what Charles Einstein talks about, is like, no... They a lot of climate purists, climate change purists, tell him no, but it's all about carbon. You mm. know, forget all this like trying to solve prisons and trying to like bring people enlightened and da 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 da. No, we've got to get reduced carbon now. And he says, yeah, but the thing is, is like that's a reductionism, in the sense that um, you kind of you, you you it's like the superhero thing. Just kill the bad guy and everything's fine. No, that's not how things work. Like you don't just 
it's not one problem if you just solve that one problem everything's going to be fixed the whole problem with climate change and then why the gilets jaunes kicking off is because it's a reductionism that's just it's just tax carbon but it's like that 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 leaves out the actual uh, lives of people that are taxed which can't you know that's the gilets but jaunes beginning john pearson never says that oh but like yeah john i mean i would love john and pearson to actually right. have a more fundamental approach to like like the 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 basically what is economics at the end of the day because economics is not to get all like you know the etymology of this and that but it just means how to how economics is basically uh eco is home uh, just affairs of the home that's what economics is and he, you know f- for me like he kind of misses the ball because all he talks about these huge like massacres that happen in history and he doesn't actually look at the real problem, which is that, um, yeah, we, 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 you know, we have democracies and stuff and like everything's great. But no, mate, like uh, we have all of this at the expense of the majority of the world who are now mimicking us. And they're going to recreate this deadened society mm. until you actually uh, kind of rise above the whole like, uh, you know, confrontational politics which is just what he's playing into right exactly yeah and i think and i i think that that whole thing about tidy room is um is is one of the reasons why people are so confused by him and and there is this massive debate online about where he really stands on things and the fact that he is he doesn't just come out and, and, and explain it the way you have done uh and then he is surprised by mm. the uh, confusion mm. because it could be read in that way, and it, and it to some degree is about that, and is about taking personal responsibility. Mm. And then and 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 because he talks about a lot of time about people being bitter about things, and then taking that out yeah. on systems, and and I think that's right, right? You need to you need to sort out your own life and and be in a good place yourself mm. before you can rationally look at the world and mm. try and understand what's going on. But at the same time, he also kind of uses it as a way of shutting down even p- people talking about these issues it's like you're, you're stepping out of line if oh why are you talking about climate change if you if you can't even hold a job down but in some ways they're related mm, absolutely, you know? absolutely and that's the yeah. problem uh is is like i see it when when you have people that defend the real peterson defenders you know they say they sort of it almost becomes that's their sort of like oh well you're they laugh at you now because oh look at you trying to sort out the world mm-hmm. so i'm just well i'm interested can we, it's like sh- sort of sh- sort of silencing people mm-hmm. and it's giving this complex argument for why you shouldn't even talk about it mm-hmm. uh and i think uh, whether that's deliberate or not, I don't know. But as you say, as I say, as I just said, you know, he doesn't make it clear. Uh, well, but, what do you? Would, well, let me ask you: Do you think it's deliberate? Like, I mean, uh, I, I, I have an idea, but you put like, yeah, you know, I, I've I, come round, as you yeah. said before. We both come round to some degree. When I first got into him, uh, I thought when I first thing I heard was him or Russell Brand, the, the very first one he did, mm. Russell Brand. I thought that was really interesting. Well, this guy's great. Uh, and then I just sort of listened to more um, other interviews that he's had, and I started to see this uh, this narrative, this this right wing narrative I saw anyway, and underneath what he was saying. But um, you you talk about right wing like it's a bad thing, but like, don't you need two wings on an airplane? Like, is, is it the right wing that's so bad, or is it the fact that that uh, he's got his own ideology that just uh, preserves 
uh, international capitalism. Right. Is it right wing? Like, oh, don't we need like whether it's a uh, Qing Empire in the in the whatever century? There was conser- there was a conservative and liberal. I'm not forces. saying it's extreme right wing, but I'm saying it's it's conservative. But you talk about right wing like it's like it. You know, for me that's but part of the op- he, he oppositional that thing. It isn't that he isn't anything? That's the problem. He's like a slippery. But let's say he came out and said I was right wing. Hmm. What would that change? Um, because the, the, because he has the, because he has voting right wing. What does that mean? Anymore? He has a political agenda to some degree. Uh, but don't we all have a political agenda? Yeah, we all yeah we do. But uh, but his is very much as you say aligned with the power structures of today. And he pretends yeah. that the left have all the power because he works in the humanities of your university where I guess they do but mm. they're, they're not they're not in the think tanks they're mm. not in the government yeah. they're not running the companies you know no it's true he's definitely in the hand with, with you know you, you know like uh, what was it uh, Charles Eisenstein again uh, <laughs> but that you know anyone listening if anyone's ever going to hear this is uh, go and check out Charles Eisenstein right? but, yes, do but basically he says uh, yeah the, sta- the, 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 the establishment rewards you for delivering those messages yes like exactly. Jordan Peterson. well and that's what Chomsky says as well you know right. you wouldn't even be in those positions if, uh, if you didn't believe that already mm. um, so let me ask you so, so okay stripping it all down why you know why is this fella Jordan Peterson like because obviously Russell Brand was over years of kind of being on TV yeah we, we're going to talk about Joe, all of these people yeah, in this but, no, no, but, like, but we're but, just talking but, about Jordan Peterson well, I think well, you're right you know, because isn't he somehow he just all of a sudden blew up right yeah. and this is obviously like guys like I was so yesterday like trying to figure out why he blew up but really I think it, it, it does something to just try and like like see if we can un- unpack why this guy blew up and mm-hmm. was it just like an interview here an interview there like um, but why is it that uh, that you know it's unprecedented in a way yeah so, yeah so what do you what do you make of even that? in my own experience I think I've never been so um, interested in someone in in such a sort of confused way. Mm. Of I, I'm interested, I'm delighted, I've uh, learned things, and then I've also been appalled by yeah know, all and it's all, all mixed together. And I've never had that sort of fascination with uh, with a, a writer or, or anyone really. And yeah, it is very odd. And I was gonna just coming back like my first. In, uh, fi- thing about him was was the first thing I ever heard of him was on Russell Brand and they they mentioned the Channel Four interviews. Then I watched that. Mm. Obviously, he comes across really well in that, um, but that's without really knowing anything about him. And I think a lot of people got through got to him, particularly in the UK, through those, mm. th- that that time seemed to be everyone suddenly knew about him. But um, I was going to say something. About, I listened because he did another one with Russell Brand uh, a year or two later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I knew a lot more about him, and and obviously Russell Brand. I've always followed him, and like you said, talking about Russell Brand and how and the way that he engages with people and the way that he's trying to uh, bring ideas together mm. is completely different to Jordan Peterson. Absolutely. And I found that interview really disappointing and and strange. I thought. Russell Brand, I thought it would be much more. Uh, int- I thought Russell Brand would really try and challenge him, challenge him yeah. not on his views, but on the way, fundamentally on the way that he is, the, he is uh, divisive, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and he didn't, mm. and and he was very. Um, 
on that second one. Yeah, he was. He he just sort of uh, somehow they they managed you to appease f- him. Yeah, he did, but somehow they managed to float past even any anything where he would need to appease him. Almost it was right, really right, odd. Right, 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 I thought right. they, they never seemed to get round to yeah. the, the 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 darker issues of of uh, his his ideas of, of feminism mm. um, and and his 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 problems with it, which I which I agree with a lot mm. of, but mm. but the way that he sort of denounces the somehow kind of denounces the whole idea mm. by finding holes in it mm. by finding these flaws that need that I think I agree with and, and should and should be something we discuss and, and maybe find a way forward from he doesn't do that he finds these flaws and then sort of decides well let's just throw that whole Marxism in the bin mm. you know and that's mm. and mm. and Russell Brand didn't challenge him that and I thought that was really strange because um, I think that that's what need. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's. I'm waiting for the right person to talk to Jordan Peterson. Zizek, well, I don't think is the right person. Well, because that's going to be that's going to be explosive uh, in a way. Yeah, I don't know. There's Zizek, so much anticipation yeah. going through. Zizek can't talk to. Uh, can't even string a sentence together when he's just you know asked to explain something himself. Never mind having a debate with someone. Right, right. right. I just don't. Well, well what I what I to say just in response to what you just said. Um, I kind of felt the same way and also felt um, not the same way <laughs> uh, which is that maybe it's just to do the fact that there were there were two interviews but I thought there was maybe it was the first one then but which was a perfect stellar example of for me of discussion which is that uh, uh, sorry Russell Brand wanted to like get to the crux not of the political of him but of like his ideas of why is western culture rotting and that to me is the sort of psychological spiritual level that Jordan Peterson operates and operated on mainly um, and, and didn't get into the whole like you know uh, ring of like you said that and like da 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 and I thought um, that would be a really good it was just a really good template, I think, for anyone who's out there podcasting, which I think is great. You know, we we're supposed to talk about this at some point, but like that, <laughs> that these are the new medias, and like you know, once the television dec- era generation dies, we're, all we're gonna have are these great and sometimes troubling sources of information <laughs> and disc- discourse. But if only there could be more like something like Russell Brand, who's only trying to uh, curate. He's trying to curate a discussion. Whereas all the a lot of other 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 podcasts are just trying to like organize, as you say, a boxing match just to get views and just mm. to get all of this and that and just to win and just to kind of like just for their own like feeling of uh, one-upmanship, you know, and and kind of um, so killing discourse in a way. So there's yeah, the movement yeah. of, of of discourse happening a lot now, but also a lot of anti-discourse movement mm. and just more like. Yeah, just more like kind of boyish again, boyish kind of footballish kind of culture, of uh, of that. But what there was a moment when I thought Russell Brand could could have challenged him a bit more. I, that that's well, in the I first agree. one. Or the no, I think I think I end up just totally agreeing with you. <laughs> the, the second one, the second one, not that I remember so much, but I don't remember it so much either. Because Russell Brand, you just expect like he doesn't shy away from challenging yeah, anyone. Yeah. Although he could have challenged Al Gore a bit more, though he did. And um, yeah. who was that woman that he had on uh, before the right wing uh, woman that, that's part of this right wing uh, think tank in America and is a big fan of Kanye West? 
Oh um, yeah, I didn't see that yeah, one. I, I haven't either. seen the last few. But, but he like she was saying making outrageous things, and he was totally rebuffing them. But in a sort of he couldn't believe how ridiculous they were in a sort of jokingly rebuff. And in a way, it was actually quite good because mm. if he had come down hard, the conversation would have come to a stop pretty mm. quickly. Mm. But yeah, in this first one with. John Peterson, he brought out the absolute best in Peterson mm. and all of the good stuff that, mm. that Peterson does have to say mm. was there and, and, and Russell Brand was was was, was getting at it and, and allowing John Peterson the space to talk about it and that was great. G- going back to the question, why did John Peterson blow up so much? Yeah. One of them, I think, is to do with this idea of, of, of discourse and um, uh, he's a master, absolute master of um, of not only the sort of He's turned the short, the sort of, what would you call it, shorthand interview or the snappy news interview on its head. Mm. I mean, the Channel 4 one is, a, is an example, is a, a perfect example of that. But there are other examples where uh, he shows how ridiculous it is to try and reduce people's mm. arguments or try and lead them mm. uh, into these these boxes where you can just dismiss them. Mm. Yeah, if, as long if we can just push them into this place mm. where it's oh you're anti-women or you know something ridiculous mm. like that. If we can just like make them kind of agree with that point, then we can dismiss everything. Mm. And that's all it's about. There's no in, there's no intellectual um, mm. in um, curiosity. It's just about trying to yeah, silence people. And he manages to flip that so well. Mm and make that look as preposterous as it is uh and rise above it actually Mm. but then in the in the long form ones uh he's also he's just he's a fantastically uh he's very eloquent and he's very interesting and partly a lot of people are eloquent and interesting you know he's got a really incredible character about the way that he talks um a friend of mine was saying that um, he, he he comes out with these sort of these idioms and and sayings, yeah. like really old school ones mm-hmm. and really obscure ones, mm-hmm. and some of them I feel like are not even real that he's, he's made up. But um, but he's yeah he's quite he's strangely if you really listen to it uh, he he's quite straight talking, but then he'll throw in these quite poetic vivid images. Mm. Um, I said what was it on one of the latest ones he said if. Um, if the boat is is moored in shallow water or something, if the but if the water is too shallow, then the boat is moored, and it's just it's just some just sort of comes out with these. Mm. Uh, obviously, he's thought about them beforehand, mm. or maybe they're from his um, from his book, which I, I have I've only read parts of. Well, I mean, <laughs> but uh, so have I. I. I honestly don't think he's he's nearly as good as a writer, right? As and a I speak, and that's a maybe personal attack. But no, I think just like didn't find it that that he's that not a bad writer, but he's a great speaker. A I great think that's speaker. what I'm saying, he's and speaker, and that's yeah. why he comes across so yeah. well in yeah. these yeah. these podcast yeah. things because uh, and and yeah, he's had years of experience as lecturer, and you see in his lectures the way that he. I mean, if you had him as a lecturer, it would be fantastic mm. because he's so entertaining and mm. engaging. Um, and he brings all that to the table, but then he also brings uh, this, and this is where going back to whether he's deliberately stoking this kind of uh, aggressive masculine thing or not, because he's very very careful with words, as we always say. Yeah. Uh, but um, he's he seems to me deliberately vague, and the cleaning room mm. thing can be taken a number of ways, and he and he lets that he just throws that out there. And lets you read into it, and he's not clear with his point yeah. of view. And he's not clear with his politics, and then he gets very angry that people uh, seem to misunderstand him or misrepresent mm. him. Well, I think the angry part is that he again he has to deal with a lot of, you know, I I think like you said, just embittered people. Mm. I think you know Ricky Gervais just said in an interview I was just listening last night. He was like, people 
just go back on Twitter ten years searching for uh, yeah. an insult, you know, yeah. just looking for a way they could be uh, insulted, and 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 that's the point. He has to deal with a lot of these people that are just looking to be insulted. And I think there's there's something that is must be quite agonizing to like have to you know and that maybe he loses his temper but he does lose his temper when it's which is a kind of it's a shame because it's again it's 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 it's, it's this whole this whole turf we're on is about we're trying to find a new language I think yeah it's about to, in all of this all of this debate everything all of these podcasts which is great we're trying to you know we're moving from uh, the old story as Eisenstein says to a new story but until we get to the new story like anything in evolution we need a language and we're looking for a new language and i think where peterson falls short essentially is that he's 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 in his and he is ambiguous and i think more and more i agree with the fact that there's a sort of not not deliberate but like um lack of foresight mm. in how just boyish a lot of his language is and and, and kind of machoish and yeah. and for me uh, i remember i was uh, with my friend um, and we were traveling, and you know, I was trying to introduce him, so I was making him watch. And every night, we like sit down. And <laughs> it sounds I was like, like you. Yeah, I was like, Dude, you gotta check out this guy. And then, and then, but then there was just the gender thing, that deep down in me was like something's weird about this. And he's responding to the extreme feminist, and yeah, that's yeah. where I do see like, yeah, for sure. But there's just like, there's a part of it that's just so on shaky waters. The kind of, um, I maybe that's for another thing. I don't want to get to, but. If I would just maybe and we can maybe start thinking about closing this down, shutting this all down because maybe it's um, getting over overextended. But w- where I think Jordan Peterson, I agree um, pretty much with everything in terms of, especially kind of like creating a huge crack of fissure in the traditional media. Like all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Huh? Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah." It's kind of yeah. when Russell Brand went on oh, yeah. on uh, Paxman, Paxman, yeah, and he yeah. He, just, he just like he just broke them the matrix. Yeah, and he, or he, like everyone just peered through and like, wait, whoa, and that was I mean, when I saw that I was like, this like whoa, whoa. yeah, that was exciting. Yeah. That was so ex- I mean, for just inspired I think a whole gener- like a whole bunch mm. of generations just being like, oh my god. Mm. No, we could have a whole podcast about that because yeah, some, some people should, think yeah. that was ridiculous. So we we're gonna be renewed for another episode. <laughs> oh my god! But 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 before what I think, and I think what I would synthesize as the crux. I'm gonna I'm gonna approach the yeah, mic. Yeah, get very close. As the the crux of Jordan Peterson's um, thought is really uh, where I think it's the most interesting because you get lost in foreign and you know again like all of this identity politics and stuff but really for me where where his biggest contribution i think is just the almost maybe eternal debate of rights versus responsibility and i see it echoed everywhere whether it's alan watts or just this anyone like dotted it through through time and 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 memoriam um echo you know and and it's this sort of idea that you 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 can't you can't have all rights no responsibility and you you know and um and a lot of people don't like hearing that yeah a lot of people don't like hearing that because a lot of people are oppressed by like by an established um hierarchy but it doesn't mean that you know we sh- you know we shouldn't be striving for for uh just more 
fairer society. Mm. But um, all, a lot of this is just about everyone uh, wants the rights and then kind of... Uh, sort of, it's all about entitlement now, yeah. I think. And it's, and it's I'm entitled, uh, full stop. And I think to partake in one thing where more ancient societies is like, you have like, mainly with filial piety, they call it, you know, in, obviously in China, places like China, which is that you have a responsibility to things like, um, you know, trash on the ground, yeah. your parents. Social contract. Social contract, which mm. we're losing, and I think that that's like you, you, you obviously need um, space to like protect vulnerable people who are born into a vulnerable setting, but you have to uphold a social contract, which is that like, and with nature too, not just a social mm. one. It's like a contract as like part of uh, uh, someone on this planet, something on this planet. So yeah, but um, yeah. well, I agree with you, uh, Jordan Peterson. One of the reasons that he became popular, I think, is, is because of his manner and the way that he, he just is great for this kind of media. But he taps into and, uh, and to some degree does develop a language mm. for something or is part of this development, which again is part of this dark, this intellectual dark web. A language about, you write, about uh, against this idea of of rights and identity politics that we, that I think there, was, there is a really big problem with that and something that we'd all sort of felt about not being allowed to talk or not having language to to argue with this sort of bizarre um, idea of, of identity mm. uh, and this being at the forefront of everything and um, and being sort of uh, and this idea that you feel as a white man or something that, that you can't talk or, mm. or and, and even now I'm not really able to articulate it but and it's something that I'm, I'm being, you know, someone that I'd, I'd like, I'd like to see progressive politics and I'd like to see change. And so it's the sort of people that I would hang out with or the things I would read are very engaged with that. And so um, when I sort of see problems in it, in identity politics, um, then that was, that's really worrying for me. And, and, and the idea of, of seeing everything through a feminist view or through, mm. um, you know, reading the world in this way. Uh, isms, yeah, yeah. And, and and that and 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 this and this sort of feeling that men are the problem, mm. you know, and, mm. uh, or you know you can blame everything on on certain groups mm. and give certain groups uh, privileges, and and whether that's happening or not, there's there's certainly a language around that and mm. a feeling around that, and a closing down mm. of of debate on that. Mm. And Jordan Pearson is able to find a way in a language to expose some of the problems with that. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is what really hit. Mm. Uh, um, when I initially heard him, I thought, yeah, definitely. And also, obviously, with a lot of the people um, who follow him, that's they take it in different ways. But I think that he he does bring up some really really important points, and he's and he develop and he has a language to exactly. talk about that, exactly. which we all find really. Which I think a lot about. of young people is like. I mean, if you think about it, um, when is it more exciting for for a generation? Then when someone like Russell Brand goes on the BBC and says like, yeah, this is all just a bunch of bull crap, mm. you know, don't vote. Or when, yeah, when Jordan Peterson goes on that BBC Four and just says like things that, and that's my, my journey, my own journey with Jordan Peterson is that like there are walls that I, have, I start stripping down. Then I'm like, oh, wait, 
I was indoctrinated to think that why should we encourage everyone, including women, to like be head of corporations and hundred like why would anyone really want to be doing that? Because that means giving up um, eighty hours a week of work, things like that. I'm like, yeah, but why would actually anyone want to do the, mm. those things? Why is that the the yardstick why, why of success? Why can't you debate that? That's the main yeah. thing. And I so, mean, so what you're saying is that he just all of a sudden is like, this is debatable now. Yeah. Because it's, no, I think that's exactly it. Because it was like, that's taboo. That's controversial. Yeah. That's yeah, sexist. It was a taboo, and then, right? and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, but why would you want to do that? And women, it's not just gender. And it's actually, you know what? It makes a lot of sense that it's not just gender. There's like, there's, 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 there's a, there's a, you know, whole myriad of reasons. And he just made us realize that, like, hey, like. Let's have a serious conversation. He's trying to have a serious conversation. And I think it's just... Is he? he? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll end on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, yeah. But that's certainly uh, his appeal to me and I think to a lot of people. And it, that's very much on the, on the, on the zeitgeist of, uh, of where there's this disengagement in, the, in the, the official sort of mainstream media public debate about politics and about mm-hmm. identity. Uh, and and there's an there's an agreement of where everyone should be, mm. and there's no debate on that. Mm. Jordan Peterson brings a debate to that to the mainstream with a lot of with a, with a highly developed language and mm. understanding exactly. and theory yeah. behind him. And uh, whether you agree with it or not, it's great that that is there to be debated because it's flourished out. I mean, I think it's it is a, tyrannical. It's the uh, <laughs> the the way that uh, we're supposed to just not even talk about these kind of things mm-hmm. um, and, and and it's really dangerous for for a lot of uh, working class yeah. men presumably, but also women as well or just people in general who feel that like they can't mm. uh, express themselves yeah so well you know I think we should uh, you know the sun's gone away there's still daylight <laughs> I need a pee. You probably need a pee. Oh, you pee. need a pee, right. That, um, is that pee. how the podcast always well, ends? What, what am I supposed to do? I can't just walk out. Well, we'll, bring, we'll bring some bottles next time and uh, we can just keep it going. That's disgusting. Um, I think it's a good reason to stop the podcast. Yeah, like, you, need right. to, you need to... I don't even know how long, how long has this been. Um, well, anyway, thanks a lot. We should probably like close it off. Oh, right. Just, Sorry, like, I'm just typing like... away. <laughs> um, I guess. Yeah. I'm just going to get back to work now. All right, just end it.